Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes, dig it! There but for the grace of God, go with me. Well, a nickel-sized hell and a damaged dead wind We rode over New York, never let us back in We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in and when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in They're scared of my music Ah, finally It is the Solo Tour Friday episode I know a lot of you have been clamoring for this As have I, and I think I've finally been able to achieve it Now, Dukes is not here And I'll make that simple He is still in Virginia, I am still in Florida, and to keep all of our listeners happy, and because of maybe a miscommunication on one uh, producer's part, I will be leading in this Friday episode for all of you wonderful listeners. Uh, As always, this show is presented by Monk's Barbecue at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. And Monk has been very involved in this past week with me, and this will all be chronicled on the Monday episode uh, next week when I'm back in studio and Dukes is there and everyone's smiling and Joe will have the burritos, hopefully, and it should all be good. But for right now, I will be previewing our Friday Best of Show for all of the listeners who are not subscribers. Not hating, but it is the show for you to listen to it. What happened during the week that we are most proud of. And a lot of you might be thinking, how did you do shows uh, without tour being in the state? Well, we improvised. We had some great guests like Dylan Narang, uh, director of Tapawingo and director of Chad Dukes himself. Uh, we also had Chris Rowan on the show, uh, who bought the Buffalo Bill house from Silence of the Lambs. I'm sure the shtick incoming next week when I'm back in studio will be uh, very lighthearted and jovial. That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll really be fun because my basement in my parents' house, let me make that correction, uh, a correction, the basement in my parents' house in which I've been staying for the last year and a half has been often referred to as Buffalo Bill's house. So it all kind of loops in together pretty well here. And why am I talking about my basement? Well, because Dukes and the crew all came over to my house this past Thursday. And we recorded a show there, and we watched some football, and we had some Monk's Barbecue that was uh, very delicious. And it was, a, it was a big, big day, big night. And they all kind of looped together, and it was a big week of events uh, with the home visit. We had Dotson come in and produce the show, uh, and he was also part of the Chris Rowan interview. So we're not going to leave you empty-handed on this Friday, even though me and Dukes are separated by a couple hundred longitudes. Longitudes. Lat, right, lawn, up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Longitudes is what I'm going to uh, go up with. And uh, so 
on the show here, you will hear some of the audio from the tour home invasion. You will hear some of the interview with the great Dylan Narang, and you will hear some of the interview with Chris Rowan. So make sure you lock in here. And if you like what you hear, you can always subscribe at chaddukeshow.com. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. And just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music, the official link to your new favorite playlist. Okay. A, there are two scary parts of the basement. I showed you both of them. I'd say three. Three? Where's the, where's the third? Your bedroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's one definitely odd part of the bedroom. I don't think you noted on that, which I appreciate. The underwear drawer. Oh, no. That would be the aquarium. Yeah, there's a dead aquarium in there. Yeah. What is supposed to be in we, there? We just never... There's a dead cricket in there. <laughs> is, it a, is it a girl named Cricket? <laughs> there's two dead... Oh, they just went to investigate, by the way. <laughs> Did you see that? As soon as you said it, Aunt Man and Jester went in back into your room. Hey, go through the underwear drawer. Don't go digging through the drawers. <laughs> oh, they found something. What is it? It's empty. Yeah, there's nothing in what it. What are they we, going crazy about? I think they realize that the... the there's nothing in the drawer. There's chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> you have chips and salsa in the aquarium? I don't think so. Go check. What do you... Go check to see if there's chips and salsa in the aquarium, please. It's a terrarium at this point. A terrarium. Get to the bottom of this. There's a lot of hijinks on Joe. All right, what's the report? What happened? It's just a trash bag. There's two cars. There's two what? Two car air fresheners in the aquarium. Okay. In a drawer, there's a bag of chips. Hey, come sit down. Come sit down over here, man. Now, easy. That chair's been around for a while. I don't know if this chair can hold me. All right, pull that shirt off. Why are the pants uh, off? Pants up. Why are the pants Save off? Pants up. All right, I'm ready. What are you doing? Get your pants, get your shorts on. Why? What do you mean, why? Get your shorts on. Unacceptable. Why are you so terrified? Why are you so terrified? I got family home. It's your first time here. They don't come down here. <laughs> I can't believe you fucking took your pants off. Thank you. He's a showman, Tor. Hey, you took your pants off at Flying Ace Farm. You think Monk was happy about that? Uh-huh. He wants to throw those things on a smoker. <laughs> He'll feed the whole goddamn brewery. That was really freeing, but Look at them gams. <laughs> These pants are so tight. Damn gams, though. Don't put, you leave the shirt off. You're fine. All Get right. some air. What are you so uptight about? Your dad's upstairs. We're doing a show right now. Well, I know that. Can you explain the air fresheners that are in the terrarium? A little worried about that. They just I, fell down. From where? <laughs> from on top of it. They're, they, so through one of the holes. You ever seen the movie Seven? I like I, I, I've noted. I've watched half of it. Okay, I, I'm just saying that a lot of times when you're, you're keeping something, you know, where there's a room where something smells bad, you put all the, you hang up all the fucking air fresheners. <laughs> They're still in the packaging. But what are they there for? It's for a car. I just have not taken them out of the packaging. They're in the terrarium. They're they're in the terrarium, <laughs> dude. That's fucking weird. Can you at least admit that? I didn't weird. even know they were there. Why why is there a bag of chips in the drawer? Uh, it's just trash. I have not. I forgot it was there. Obviously, I obviously <laughs> you forgot chips in the drawer. I, I obviously <laughs> forgot that bag of. It was. 
It's all right. Yeah. I have chips in my drawer too. Yeah, that's right. That's so fucking crazy. I've got about all this. kinds of stuff. That's just so fucking crazy about this. It's like that's good. So, like, you take me through it. What type of chips were they at, man? Uh, Tostitos. Did you have, was there any dip container? Uh, it looked like there was a dip container, but it looked like it was in the bag. First of all, you're a fucking savage if you're eating Tostitos. Did you open a beer? I, I you're you're, so. you're a fucking savage if you're eating Tostitos by themselves. Are you doing that? That just means you you absolutely have to have as many carbs in you as possible. I, I do it. that. I know you do that, but we're not talking about you right now. <laughs> I've done the hint of lime a good amount of times, yeah. Just by themselves. Yeah. That's a sad thing. Um, so you're in the bedroom <laughs> alone. Is there a TV in there? No. So the lights are off. You're fucking just laying in bed in the dark alone, just hammering fucking what are supposed to be modalities of dip conveyance. I'm so excited. I'm going to do this tonight when I get home. You're going to try this out, Ant-Man? Because generally you would fucking dip it in something, right? The French onion dip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I usually have dip, but I'm going to get the hint of lime on the way Do you know how voracious for carbohydrates you have to be if you're just hammering fucking standard tortilla chips? I can't believe I've never done it. Well, another thing that's great about this is that he doesn't know anyone that makes tortilla chips. It would actually help the show if he was helping out. So he just goes down to the local come and go and spends 99 cents on a fucking bag of your fucking how's your father. That's a bummer, man. That's a huge bummer. So take me through it. So you're on your fucking back saying, fuck Dukes. What, how can I hurt him? And so then you, you open up the bag of the competitor's chips. And then what happens? Uh, I, I, with that bag, I would have to assume if they're back there. Well, not if. This oh, 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 oh. At, the po- at, at the point in time when I was eating them back there, I had to have been just absolutely hammered. And right. it, it just destitute. What do you say, down low? What, how do you say Down it? bad. You're down bad. Yeah. If you're alone in your parents' basement in a completely dark room eating a bag of Tostitos <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're down bad, right? Typically- I've been down bad a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, I'll wake up the next morning and see the carnage on that table. Okay. Uh, Which table are you pointing at? Uh, in front of the couch. Oh, like the coffee table. Yeah, that's where I'll sit. Okay. I'll have something on. That night, I, I shoot, cannot remember, and I'm thinking... How long has the bag been back there, then? I don't know. I'm thinking about when I had that. It probably was really, like, a really long time ago, like Tuesday. <laughs> There, there was some dust on the bag. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might be a little dust on the Tostitos. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's sad. I think you should want better for yourself. Yeah. I also, there's a fridge down here, which is a fairly nice fridge. And I opened it up and I said, oh, this is nice. You have cold cuts. Like, you make yourself a sandwich. He's like, don't trust those cold cuts. I didn't even see the cold cuts. Well, apparently they've been <laughs> down here those. so long that like he won't. And then here's where I think you're, you're destined to turn to Ant-Man again. The reason why he told me that he wasn't, he hasn't thrown them out is because he would have to walk them up the stairs. <laughs> and that's yeah. off the fucking table. Dude, you need a Kathy in your life that'll just come get him. Maybe a catheter too. He'd have to get up less. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? Did you see the fermenting uh, cherries in there? No. What are those? There's some old cherries in there. Put maraschino <laughs> cherries on everything. No, I didn't. Is there a swordfish back there? Uh, no. Swordfish. You got to dominate the swordfish. Did you know that? Um, what are the cherries for? Uh, eating, and then now uh, should be thrown away. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever, like, when you get a, a giant girl back there, do you ever, like, just put them all over her body and eat them off, like the whipped cream and the cherries? No, that'd be nice, though. Interesting. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. The chick from Winchester, if, like, she stood on a scale, right, and then William the Refrigerator Perry stood on the scale, <laughs> who would, do you think, clock it at a higher weight? Like, would Mike Ditka give her the handoff of the gold line instead of Walter Payton? <laughs> This is amazing. I just wanted to fucking figure it out. It because almost doesn't I think constitute we have our a answer. response. It doesn't? Oh, okay. No, she's not fucking... I, you told me she, you and her, if you put a wig on her, she would look like you. No. Which, by the way, had, is a compliment with them gams, though. Yeah. She had a nice ass. So do you. 
I hope you're allowed to take compliments. Can you take a compliment for me? Yes. Look at me in the eyes. You have a nice ass. I don't like looking you in the eyes when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear Orgy? <laughs> yes. We spattered down another door. Uh, yes, Orgy. <laughs> I'm going to be in one of them tonight. <laughs> I'm going to breach the perimeter. It's going to be my Trojan horse, only I'm not wearing no Trojans. <laughs> oh, boy, that's fun. That's fun for everybody. Uh, instead of 100 Greeks inside, it's going to be a bunch of mine, Jookie. Jesus Christ. Are you glad Orgy's here, at least? Yeah, he brought some... He actually brought food. I told he, you. He brought drinks. Yeah, he, he brought uh, new donuts. Hasn't been a problem. What type of donuts did he bring? Uh, he brought the uh, the new Carnival-inspired... Th- uh, I think uh, Carnival is what the way you're trying to say. Uh, the the Carnival-inspired donuts right. uh, from Krispy Kreme. I like that. What's the flavors? Oh, I got no clue. Why don't yes, you and Aunt, why don't Get some donuts. You, you and Ant-Man give a nice review here real quick. Oh, I can do that. All right, let's do that. What okay. type of donut... By the way, can we actually figure out what type of Krispy Kremes they are? Because there's a Krispy Kreme close to here, right? Yeah, right down the road. Yeah. I mean, that's a fucking... All right. Oh, hey, Orgy. Hey. Uh, uh, they're caramel apple, candy corn, and... What does that have to do with Carnival? No, I just want... Carnival. Oh. Like carnies. Oh, like a carnival. Yeah. yeah. Like a circus. Not like the fucking, you know, New Orleans yeah, that's fucking... Yeah, J- Goat's doing the same dance I was doing. You know, this is the... <laughs> for whatever reason, like, this is the dance you do when someone says Carnival. Hurry up with that caramel apple donut. Dude, you've had so many carbs tonight. I know. He also I can't brought, wait to have more. Ant-Man also brought his own carbs tonight. What did he bring? Yep. Chocolate-covered donuts. What? Yep. They're dude. chocolate-covered donut lollipops. They're that, on a stick. That's fucking, like, dude, that's a fucking weird thing to bring without fucking room full of guys. Whoa! Uh, Holy shit. Butt size for this row. I, I'll, I'll, have, I'll go in a shock if I eat one of those. Give one to this uh, yeah, large no, gentleman. What, what what flavor is that? Those smell. Uh, um, caramel apple. Look at this fucking pretzel sticking out of the side. Give one to Monk, what? please. He's diabetic. Okay. <laughs> Our goat's not diabetic. At least not yet. Oh, look at Joe. Look at old fucking Mano's uh, Gratis Joe over there. Interesting. Oh, I have the light Hans. Right, I'll try this here. <laughs> My Hans are very light. <laughs> I would not build any biceps or triceps if hey, I lifted. John, you could just set that down right here. All right, just you don't need more than one, please. Yeah. No, no, please. <laughs> please. Hey, one we cannot clutter God up this yeah. table. Yeah. All right, so which one of these? Uh, the caramel apple. It should be noted that the caramel apple Krispy Kremes have a pretzel stick sticking out of the ass, so I guess you could hold on to it like a goddamn caramel apple, which is fucking stupendous. Uh, it appears to be a solid donut, green icing and sprinkles with some caramel drizzling over the top. Yeah, man, what is that uh, cream filling uh, looking like in there? Well, I'm trying to... First of all, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that Dude, cream filling is. You ever seen it, You were uncomfortable with me saying I, you have a nice ass? It's an apple filling. Wait I'm for this sure. guy to give you the is sex it? eyes as he's eating a donut. <laughs> all right, so what is that? I believe it's a caramel I, apple filling inside the caramel really? apple. Yeah. Is it too I much? I think it's a caramel... Sometimes it's, not, it's too much. It oh, it's like not, an apple it's pie. Not too, you got some uh, mm. right there in your beard. That's the first or the last it, time. It, I'll say it, that. I think <laughs> it is. I think you've nailed it. Like it is a caramel apple filling in the middle. Now you've had a lot of these donuts. Where, what happened to your uh, pretzel stick? Uh, oh, I. Oh, you ate that. <laughs> oh, you ate that. <laughs> By the way, I've, go, go, I've never seen Goat look more satisfied in his life. <laughs> yes. Oh God, if Peter Bondra made these with his cock, it's the only thing that could make them better. Goat, Goat also enjoyed the uh, the key lime 
uh, donuts that oh, we those had in were, the studio. I mean, because yeah. those were 11 out of 10. Right. Because I'll, I'll give this to Goat. Goat's skinny now, but Goat is like us in his heart of hearts, which I do appreciate. He's never lost that identity. He hasn't gotten preachy or talked to us about quinoa or whatever. He wants it. He beats that. He beats back that demon. Like, the real Duke is Goat's desire for shit food, right? <laughs> he has to slam the fucking door shut to that fucking cellar every single day. And he does it, but he knows that that demon is still down there and it still controls his every move. Yeah. He's licking his fingers right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we think, Tor? Uh, you know what? Can you stop fronting? Am I fronting? You're going to well, I got I got more. I'm, I ate so much barbecue. Oh, you did? And I'm, I've drank, Dude, what? I'm drinking beer. Did you eat meat or did you eat carbs? Tons right of meat. If you don't what? finish that donut, I'm going to. Well, that's. <laughs> so you better hurry Get, it up. Take a napkin, wipe your lips. There's other donuts, by the way. That's also, that's yeah, also we're good doing advice, a, too. You gotta wipe your lips just, off a little Jesus bit. Christ. He made kissy face at you. Yeah, I, I got more donuts to try. This is the weirdest football Jackass. game I've ever been a fucking part of. I've never been a place watching football where this is what's happened. Also, after your perform, performance... Performance. Jesus Christ. On, on last Thursday's episode, maybe we should come in here with a little more humility. True. You could drive a semi-truck to the gaps in his speech patterns. You are right about that. I thought I killed it. You did kill it. Well, you're killing somebody. Um, all right, finish up your donut. What, do you, what did you think, Tor? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, Krispy Kreme, I'd go so far to say that I believe in the, in the pastry game, they're the Oreo. Mm. They can mix it up. They can chop it up and screw it. It will always be pretty damn good. Chop and it up and screw it. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Jammed with the custard in my flow so sick. <laughs> if you put that apple shit on Tor's penis, it meant, oh, I fucking lost oh, no, it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your dad brought me three fingers of bourbon. I, I asked for one. I know. <laughs> I blame that on my horrific joke attempt. The um, um, you're saying it's chopped and screwed. Yeah, it, it's in a whole different league than uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Tim Horton's gonna go fuck I off. I agree. And uh, it's just phenomenal. It tastes like an apple pie. It, well, also, great. you prefer yeast donuts to cake donuts, I assume, as do I. I do. Uh, cake donuts, it's. I've never disliked one, but the duck yeast. Duck donuts it, does a great job. Yeah. I do like the duck donuts, cake donuts. I don't know. I, I, Krispy Kreme, it's the closest one to me. So What I mean, about that one, though? Uh, this specific donut? I want your review. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a four out of five. It is a little sweet. I believe you. And I like caramel apple flavored or anything. But here's the problem I always have when I eat a Krispy Kreme like that. They're always good. Ten times out of ten, they're good. I would never choose that donut over the standard Krispy Kreme warm donut exactly. coming out of the fucking chute. That's and a I, five. And I think with Oreo, you compare them to Oreo, which I think is an app comparison. There are Oreos I would choose over the standard Oreo. So that's the only difference I would say. Mm. But I can't imagine that thing. The, the key lime donut and the lemon one that towards you. Or would you brought a lemon, like, chiffon mm -hmm. fucking key lime donut one? So it might be the best donut I've ever had in my life. Right. All right, man, five out of five? Uh, <laughs> Double nickels? No, definitely not. I, I thought the key lime one was... Now, look, this was a great donut. I've never had a bad donut. I want okay, to start right, by well, finally, some, so finally some truth. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, I thought that... Ghost going around, too. This is what we call it. I mean, screw the two beers. Yes! What Only the? two beers with several donuts. Yes. <laughs> Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. 
And Dylan joins us live in studio right now. It's great to see you, buddy. Hey, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, I got to say, I finally the beard's coming back a little bit. Thank God. Dude, look good. The mustache oh, looks that, great, man. It was too much face. I get it looks good on John Hader. Like it looks good on you know, thinny, skinny guys. Like You're selling we, yourself short. Well, I appreciate that. Um, it's great to see you. You are a Virginia guy, correct? I am. I am. I'm. I grew up in Northern Virginia. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, let me start with this before we get to the movie stuff. How did you? Because I hope you didn't take it offense. I was very honest with you about the end of this. I, I, the reason why I thought I was being bullshitted is I don't think a lot of people just get called out of the blue and say, "Hey, would you like to read for a movie?" I don't think it happens a lot. Um, and that's what happened to me, but only it was during COVID. So it was, hey, click this Zoom link. And I get weird emails sure. all the time. H how did I become a person that you thought you would want to have as a part of that project? Right. So, uh, Chad, I got to say first, um, the whole thing's been a hoax. There is no movie. It was We were just trying to sell hats. That's all we're doing. Um, that's, that's the running gag from My Peter on. My God, that would yeah. be a fucking would, elaborate hoax. Um, yeah, man, look, uh, I've listened to you for, uh, I don't know, 20 years mm. or something, like uh, back uh, starting in HFS. That's before crazy. Before that turned. And um, then I just kept listening. I kept listening. And you're incredibly funny. Well. And... Um, no lies detected. Well, <laughs> you know what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff. And as I was reading this specific script, um, I was I was trying to like precast in my head. And we got a really good casting director named Alan Hooper, who's just amazing. He's a nice and guy. Did he does does phenomenal work. And um, when we got to the role of you know I, I think you talked about this a bit. We got to the role of Palmer, and I was like, this would be great if we could get Chad to do this. I think you'd be really great in it. I just wanted you in the movie. Okay. Um. So one, Thank I wanted you, you in the movie. The I thought you would be great in any role, but I was like, all right, Palmer would work. It's small. Uh, you know, this is something that we can we can approach Chad with. On the inside, I wanted you for Nelson, mm. like the whole time. But I was like, I don't know if he's going to want to do that. I don't know where we are with that. So um, Nelson Tarwater is just a bigger role. And uh, I thought an amazingly good fit for you um, with the kind of comedy that you do and the kind of uh, attitude that you put out there and, and personality that you put on the radio. I just thought it was great. It's funny to hear you say that because I remember reading. So for those, I don't want to give away too much, but Palmer is kind of a smaller character that's a friend of the protagonist who's played by John Hader uh, that's kind of in an office setting. Nelson is a is a he's a villain, but also like he's a little deeper. But it, when I read the lines, because I read for Palmer first, and I think he liked that. But as soon as I started reading Nelson's lines, I I remember telling my wife, I was like, oh, "This guy's great! Like I I love this guy because he does feel more like me." And I, I'm glad to hear you say that because I. I looked at a lot of the roles in that movie, and I'm like, I don't think there's another one in here that really would have fit me all that well. But I just also, I like I like bad guys, but I also like bad guys where you can kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing. And mm -hmm. that, I don't want to get too, I already feel like I'm getting that too stupid movie guy speak stuff going on. But that's kind of what I felt reading that dude's uh, lines. And there were just so many funny lines, too. Like, I just remember laughing, reading the lines, saying, like, oh, man, I get to say this. Like, and that's another thing. I met Brad. Well, I guess you worked with, he wrote the original script. He did. And then you wrote the screenplay? So he wrote the, well, he wrote the screenplay. Um, I went in afterwards. Uh, there's That's a long story. First, dude, um, 
Look, I would have cast you as Gretchen. You would have done great. You would have done great. Like, uh, I, I'm very confident. I don't think I have the cheek structure. Well, you know, Gretchen. I mean, sometimes cheeks don't matter, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I, I think you would have done great in all of those roles. I think for Palmer, um, I saw it as I, you would have done amazing there too. But you know, he's a guy who works at the office, and uh, maybe he's into bands and into a lot of the same tastes that you've been into. Sure. Over, you know, it's just one of those things like listening to you on the radio. You get to hopefully, you know, figure out what at least that perspective of of the personality is, and does it work for any of those roles? So I thought that would have been good. Now, I'll also tell you, I've been stealing your jokes for years. Thank you. Well, if you're stealing from me, you're stealing twice, brother. I (laughs) steal so many jokes. (laughs) So I wonder how many of the jokes that landed into Palmer was me writing stuff in that I had stolen from you from years ago. I wonder. I was very flattering. So for Brad. I mean, the, the, the short of the story, because this thing could go on forever, but he submitted, he wrote this thing like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and uh, he submitted it to, uh, you know, he had, he had um, managers and a producer in LA and stuff, and he was pushing it around, and um, it came to my first company out there, and I remember everyone at the company really liking it, my first production company, and, um, you know, then it just felt, it felt off, because the price tag that those producers were putting on it mm-hmm. didn't make sense for the movie. I was like, how are you going to make it for this? Like, and, and I was also, I went to, I went to school to direct. That's what I want to do. That's what I've always wanted to do. So I just looked at it and I was like this, you know, I want to direct it. I don't necessarily want to make it for someone else. And uh, then years passed, you know, they didn't make it. They couldn't find a way. And uh, years passed. I kept checking in, checking in, checking in on it every couple of years. And eventually I just said, screw it. Let me just call Brad. His name's on the thing. Let me just call him. And um, he had stopped making films, uh, stopped working in commercials. He was moving to Virginia, moving to Charlottesville, took a job yeah. with UVA. It was really weird, really weird that all this is happening. We're all Virginia guys. For those people that aren't in the area, we're, you know, Charlottesville is what, about an hour and a half away yeah. from, from Richmond. So yeah. it's like, it's all, and then you're from Northern Virginia as mm-hmm. well. So it's, it's, I would say it's very unique bolt of lightning stuff that everybody's kind of centered around it's this crazy. area. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and me and my wife, we went to school in uh, Blacksburg and Charlottesville. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty... Who went to UVA? Who went to Tech? I went to, I went to both. I went to Tech, transferred to UVA. She went to Tech. Wow, you went to tech and transferred to UVA? Yeah. It's got to cause some not, problems. Let's not go that deep into that. Let's not go there. <laughs> They're, both schools. They're both uh, great schools. One of them is. <laughs> They're both great schools. Um, yeah, so he, he ended up uh, in Charlottesville. We were talking. He was like, you know, all the the lame story stuff. Like, it's like, hey, my email was about to get turned off. All that stuff that who knows, but it just sounds kind of nuts. Sure. And that was in 19, right before COVID. And I was like, hey, man, I like the movie. I want to direct the movie. He's like, you want to do something with it? Go ahead. So then I started working on it, and the plan was to film, I believe, like April of 20, and then COVID, and then we're like, all right, we don't know really what's going on with this, how long this is going to last, what this is going to mean for the industry, maybe we'll film at the end of summer. Okay, now maybe we'll film in October. Well, let's film in in December, and we had another lead at that point, and I told John. Can uh, you say who that was? I just can't picture another yeah. lead. It's the only weird thing about it. Yeah, I think I can. It was uh, at that time, like Brad had Martin Starr originally attached really? 10 years ago, hmm. which is great. Yeah. I think he would have been great for it. Um, and then, you know, that didn't happen. So when I came on, uh, I told John, I think I told John Heater, um, and nothing against either of the guys. Like our first attachment was Justin Long. Okay. Um, which I, I think would have been good. Justin is he's Justin Long is a good actor. He seemed like he was doing stuff. It just turned out, you know, he needed to shoot in a very specific amount of time that we didn't have. I knew I needed more time. Um, you know, if you ask ask everyone on set, they're gonna be like, Why did we shoot for so long? Sure. But um, for me I was like, if I this is the time I need, if I get all these shots, I think we have something. 
and it was a lot of shots. Um, it was a lot of shots. It was a lot of shots. A lot of shots. Um, so Justin was the first one, but it just wasn't going to work with the timeline that him and his agent said you can have. Um, it was less than half of what I, I wanted. Um, but he was great. And then, um, you know, we just started looking at other people and thinking about it. And I was like, you know, the guy that we kind of always had in mind is one of the references for the movie because of his past movies was John Heater. And I was sure. like, what, what are we doing? Why don't we just go out of John Heater and see what happens? And uh, they all really liked it. Very easy to, you know, everything was just kind of fell into place. So uh, he, Justin was the first one. John was the guy. And um, then we were trying to film in January and then we're still on COVID and uh, they closed LA in January. And I just said, you know what, let's just wait. It doesn't want to be an LA movie. It wants to be somewhere else. Um, I think it's a testament to how good the story was or the script because everyone who was a key who was involved wanted to shoot it in their hometown. So, you know, Jeff wanted to, the, the other producer wanted to shoot in Jersey and the DP at the time wanted to shoot it in Washington. And, sure. And, you know. State? Washington State. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I get to win because I'm the your, lead producer and the director. Yeah. So um, we're in Virginia. It's so crazy you said that because the second you, because I just read my part at first and then you and I actually had a conversation and then I read the rest of the script and I, I told you Burke Lake Park, which is right down the road. And it's the park that I went to as a kid. And I had that exact same phenomenon you're talking about where I could just envision yeah. where it would happen. And that's probably a credit to the movie itself. I got to say, I was wrong. Where we filmed it was perfect. It was fucking perfect. And every t- I kept saying this to you, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't think I'm kissing his ass. But like, you'd send me shots, or we, I would I would show up, and I'd be like, oh, here's where we're gonna film the, the high school. And I'm like, god damn, this looks exactly like I thought. It's very rare that when you read a book and then you watch a movie, you're like, oh, this looks exactly like it was in my brain. And I felt like the whole time we were down there in Hopewell, which is a very interesting, very interesting town to just drive around in and kind of. And I, and I felt like sometimes I was running it down just because there's, you know, there's some businesses that are struggling and all that. But it was just so perfect for, like, the period you're filming the movie in. And I, you must have felt like, wow, I really lucked out finding this place for wanting to make this movie for the time period it's in. Yeah, and I don't want to um, denigrate anyone else's work. We had a lot of good people working on the film and a lot of people that were, you know, excited and, and put a lot of their... Their, their their passion into it so that that's that's a credit to uh, you know the people that came together when we came to virginia i wanted to do northern virginia i yeah. was like let's let's you know i grew up here i went to fairfax um high school i was like this is you know i remember all this but there's been so much money that's been put into this area sure that nothing looks the same everything is it's not 20 years ago fairfax high school does not look the no. same. you know it just doesn't nothing does so it's one of those things of i wanted to shoot here but then we we're like I, it's supposed to be um you know, middle America, or at least, you know, I don't want to say lower income, but just, you know. Salt of the earth. Yeah, something something different. Something that feels more folksy or, you know, whatever the positive is, way is to say that. I'd say small town. Small town. Yeah, small yeah, town small Saturday town. night, that's what I'd say. Small town Saturday night, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's what we were looking for, and that just wasn't Northern Virginia anymore. It, it can't be. It too can. many Chipotles. Yeah, <laughs> too many Chipotles. Jesus yeah. Christ. Have you seen Lake Braddock recently, by the way? No. It looks like alien spacecraft dock there. I I, I, walk, I drove past it the other day where I went to high school, and I didn't even recognize it. Yeah. They built it up so much. It's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's just too much glass everywhere. A lot of glass. A lot of glass. You couldn't film anywhere in Loudoun County. Absolutely mm. no fucking... You couldn't swing a dead cat without finding a brewery out there. Mm. Bunch of yuppies driving around in Lexus SUVs. Um, it's, it's perfect where it was at. And then um, the cast was... Yeah. It was fun for me. Is that It was the first time. Because I'd, I'd hosted a television show. Um, I've done a lot of stuff like... 
up in front of people and performing and I acted in high school but like I'd never been on a movie set where I was going to work it was fun meeting the people that were playing the characters because mm-hmm. I thought that was well done too they had they looked correct and they moved the right way and they sounded kind of there was no real surprises for me when someone would walk out and I'd be like well I think I saw I think Gina Gershon surprised the shit out of me first of all yeah. big movie star yeah. um, and then the role I don't want to spoil it. The role she's playing is is hilarious. Um, and then to think of her in that role, especially with the way wardrobe that couldn't have been that wardrobe was not your idea. No, not in a million years. I knew it as soon as I saw it. I was like one of the bigger surprises. You don't need to comment. I uh, I was watching. It, I was like, holy shit! Like that. That was the one thing that kind of jumped off the page. But um, I, you don't have to say anybody's name. But as far as casting goes, you're probably not one hundred percent correct. Like, how close did you get to what you were envisioning? You know, when you were putting it together, From casting, casting wise, it was a casting perspective. Yeah, look, uh, pretty damn close. Right, pretty damn close. Like, uh, you know, if we're talking about like the the, the Gratton brothers are amazing. Uh, John Heater is obviously ama- like just amazing. really good guy. A really and good dude. Like that's another thing about Heater. Like he just. Um, he's not an LA dude. No, he's dude. He's not an LA guy, whatever that means. He's just very easy to talk to, very like cool with everyone. Um, he he helped um, kind of uh, you know chill everyone out whenever anything was happening, whenever anything weird was happening, or it, it could have gotten it was too hot or this or that. He was oh, constantly joking and, and welcoming everyone. And uh, we had a, a young actor from uh, Richmond, a local actor named Sawyer, who played Oswald, the, the kid. And uh, Oswald, Oswald Eubank. Oswald Eubank. Yeah, you and, fucking pick him up at school again. There's going to be trouble between you and I, Tor. I'll tell you that much. Gotcha. And he, he's a he's a, you know he's young. He's a young actor, so he needed he needed a little bit of coaching. And I'm running around doing all kinds of stuff, so I, I can't spend hours and hours with him. And John just jumped in. He's like, "Hey, man, let's talk about it. This is what we need to do." It was it, it was exceptional. So as far as cast goes, I think we got really really close. Like I can't. There's no one that sticks out to me as that was bad. Like, Alan did an amazing job. He always gave me a list of, hey, these guys are, are good. Which one do you want? Right. And then we just kind of went through and said, hey, I like this one. Something about this guy seems funny. I always kind of landed on well, who seems funny, who seems like they're bringing something here that's pretty interesting. They were all very good actors, but we did a lot of that. I think that, you know, that there were a couple that were more challenging than others. And, and as far as Gina goes, Gina's an amazing actress, incredibly talented. You could just tell. And she cared so much about the role and wanting to, to do well. Um, that she brought all that, and and some of it had to do with you know that some of the the stuff that wasn't exactly as I planned was maybe her wardrobe wasn't exactly what I had in mind, um, but it seems like it worked. It, you know, it, it helps her f- uh, fill out a character, so sure that's good. There, there was you know maybe another person that was that was a little challenging, another actor, and um, you know just, you can just say it. I was goes. a huge diva. No, um, the, the you ha- you sent me a shot, and again you th- let me know if I'm saying too much. No, no, no. There's a prof- there's a scene where there's some professional wrestling going on, uh-huh. right? And there's this shot where it swings from John completely across the gymnasium to to Gina Gershon, and it's 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 just very funny, and it's just like one little quick shot, and I'm like, if I'm laughing at that, like the rest of the fucking movie, you got to. There's so much I want to talk to you about, but. There's a scene. There's a scene you sent me where you're like, I, I was just like sitting at home at night. I was having a beer. And it's like 11:30 night. He's like, "Hey man, this one got me." And I'm like, "What?" And then this video came through, and it's it's awful. It's awful. Phil, like I I can't even hold a camera. It's so bad. It's so fucking funny. So it, it's uh, Jay and John, and they're the two main characters, and the camera's on them. And I guess they're giving reaction shots to one of the brothers doing yeah. Krav Maga or whatever, and. <laughs> So off camera, you hear all these like kung fu noise, like, 
And so Dylan starts laughing. And so the camera starts shaking everywhere. And you hear him going, oh, he's trying to hold it together. And the, the noises keep happening and the camera keeps shaking. And eventually it's like, Dylan, do you want to fucking take it in the other room? Because he's laughing so goddamn hard at the scene it itself. Was, it was something else, man. It was like, it was crazy. Like, I just, I could not stop. Like, the noises that um, I think, I believe it was George Pissarus, one of the Ground Brothers, was making. Because what, what was happening was he got to the bench and he, it fell on him. So he was yelping. Oh, okay. Um, and we just do it, did it as a series, which just means we just do the take over and over and over in, inside one take. We just let them perform over and over and over. And um, he just made those sounds and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hold back. You can always donate to The Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. Show. Good looking Thursday out there to you, everybody. As the crow flies, we're stacking the episodes. Great, but that's when we recorded it, and I want you to know that. We are joined on the Brenco Solutions Hotline by a gentleman that uh, chews a lot of the same dirt, I think, that I do as far as his interest goes, and uh, did something incredibly cool. Went out and purchased the actual house uh, of uh, Buffalo Bill, James Gum. In Silence of the Lambs, uh, you can actually check out the website, buffalobillshouse.com, and it looks like uh, he's not just squatting on it. You're going to be able to actually spend the night in Buffalo Bill's home. My God, the, the 2021. What an amazing set of circumstances. Uh, Chris Rowan joins me now on the Chad Duke Show. Chris, thanks so much for making the time, buddy. How are you? Hey, Chad. Thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I'm doing great. Been working super hard getting Buffalo Bill's house ready. Uh, been running and gunning for the last six or seven months since purchasing it, making it absolutely perfect so our guests can have an amazing experience. And uh, we're gearing up to open real soon. Man, that's great to hear. Um, I saw, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the way I found you is I follow a bunch of horror movie blogs and stuff on Instagram, and it just popped yep. up. And I was like, well, maybe this is a blog or whatever. And I clicked on it, and then I said, well, that's the actual house. I was like, I wonder if they're, you know, they're going to give tours. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to be able to. And I clicked on it further. I was like, wow, this is a really good idea. I, I've been to the, the Christmas story house up in uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, a yep. lot of fun. <laughs> this is a little different from that. I I read on the website kind of how you went about this. But for my listeners, how, how did you find the house was available? Like, what was the decision making process like to undertake this project? Like, kind of give us the beats of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you just a little background on me. You know, I'm, I am a lifelong horror junkie, have been since I was young, uh, you know, grew up in the 80s, you know, uh, with plenty of uh, Freddie Jason and Michael Myers at a, at a young age, a, a healthy diet of the, of the slasher genre. And uh, it's been a passion ever since, um, you know, as a fan uh, for years and years and years. Um, you know, that being said, you know, horror has always been a you know mainstay in my life and things of that nature. Um, I also work professionally in the uh, filming industry um, as an art director and prop master. So I do a lot of uh, aesthetics and set aesthetics for the needs of like commercials and feature films, um, you know, various things, still photography, things of that nature. Uh, I have worked on a, 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 some indie horror movies over the course of my career. Uh, even got killed in one about a decade ago, which was cool. And, uh, you know, end of story was, you know, end of the day, I, I read an article on a horror site, um, was having breakfast one morning back in October, and there it was. Uh, Buffalo Bill's house is uh, up for sale. It goes on the market. I was like, well, damn, let's read this. Um, 
got through the article and I was like, oh, all right, where the hell is this place? You know, started doing a little Google mapping and, you know, see where it was. It was like, all right, it's, it's, it's not terribly far from what my home base. And, um, you know, within about a half an hour of reading it, um, you know, the wheels just started to turn and turn and turn. And I was just like, this is an amazing opportunity. This place has never been open to the public. Um, it's been privately owned. Um, you know, it, the entire run, the house is 111 years old. It's been entirely privately owned since Silence was filmed uh, back in, uh, you know, 1990 and released in 91. And, um, you know, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. And uh, within two days, I was in the car, called up the realtor and uh, made an appointment to go see it. That's kind of how it all unfolded. It's it's awesome. And, you know, some of the coolest stuff that I've ever been able to do in my life is kind of making a crazy decision and then just saying, you know, screw it, we'll go do it. And um, it sounds like that's the same process you had. It's. The thing about this movie is it's not just because I'm like you. I all the stuff you're saying about being a horror movie fan, I, I'm there. Um, my guy Dottie that's doing the show with me here, we're both kind of cut from that same cloth. But for sure, it's not just that. It's it's one of the greatest movies that's ever been made, and you kind of get totally. that. You get that normie factor, and where normal people that aren't like us, uh, they're going to be interested as well, and that's a lot of pressure to be associated with that movie because you also have one of the greatest performances probably in the history of, of mankind and, and Hannibal Absolute, absolutely I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you Chad I mean at the end of the day silence is a unique entity as a film because yes you know of course it has uh, plenty of horrific elements and, and things that you know us, us horror junkies love but uh, there is cer certainly a lot of uh, crossover appeal um, to people who just love cinema in general and, and, you know, maybe not are, you know, maybe aren't, you know, uh, you know, diehard horror fans and whatnot. Um, you know, I think what I'm trying to do here and what I've effectively, you know, been working on, uh, since, uh, since purchasing the home is, cre is providing an experience that is totally unique unto itself that, you know, other, that has not been provided to, to fans of filming locations in general. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a private experience. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, like the Christmas story house earlier in our chat, you know, and that's an awesome place to visit. Totally cool. Um, but at the end of the day, you're able to, when you go to B Buffalo Bill's house, you're able to actually have a completely private experience. You're not, you know, you're not being checked in by a caretaker. Um, it's not a traditional bed and breakfast in that format. You're going to get private access to the home and you get to explore the home and its property uh, at your leisure, you know, in a totally private environment for your booking party. Chris, Matt Dotson here. I host a movie podcast with Chad. I have a question about just, you know, since you've come into ownership of the home, an experience like this, it kind of reminds me of like the Camp Blood experience up in up in New Jersey. Um, and, and you hear about all the time people run by like the Breaking Bad house in New Mexico. They're throwing pizzas on the roof. You getting any super fans uh, snooping around the uh, the house from time to time? Maybe showing up in an FBI hat or with a box of flowers? <laughs> well, we we uh, sure sure do. Uh, I've spent extensive amount of time. I mean, I'm doing uh, most of the work myself on the house, getting it ready and things of that nature. Uh, all the uh, antique furniture that has been individually sourced, one piece at a time. Uh, you know, I brought it out there with uh, one friend in a truck. I'm literally the guy doing all the labor. I don't have a fleet of guys. It's a real passion project. But uh, over the course of spending the last uh, few months out there uh, coming and going on and working on the house, definitely get quite a bit of uh, the fandom. You know, people stop by and uh, want to take pictures. And uh, a couple about a month ago, maybe, uh, maybe six weeks ago, had a woman stop by. She, you know, she knocked right on the door and just like, oh, can I come in? And I was like, well, uh, no, you can't just yet. Uh, we are going to be open soon, but we're not open just yet. She's like, oh, I'm not from the area. Could I just come in and see it? I was like, well, 
uh, I can't let you in right now because it's not how I, you know, we're not done. And, uh, you know, I was like, I welcomed her to take photos, you know, of the, of the exterior. Of course, that, that wasn't a problem. You know, we have a nice poster situated at the driveway, you know, for fans to take photos. You know, uh, some fans are a little bit more, um, you know, uh, willing to ignore the no trespassing signs and, and, and explore the property on their own. But, you know, it hasn't been any uh, terrible incidents. We just want to make sure that, you know, everyone is uh, everyone is safe and, you know, waits for the, the grand opening, the so, thing, which will be just, just a few weeks. The thing about the house, too, is like when you think about Ted Levine and his, his the performance as James Gum, like this. I, look, I've seen some creepy ass movies. I, I don't know that him in the basement with the talk and the the well and the dog and the even the scene where you know in the in the vestibule where he's throwing the business cards up in the air when you know he's been made by. There's just there's so much that character is so nuts, and you really don't see him outside that house all that much. There's the scene with the van, and there's right. not much else. So. The cool thing is that I, I that has to work really well for you is that it's kind of hand in hand, like even the headline at the end of the movie, I forgot what it says, like Dungeon of Horror or something like that. It right. all is kind of based around that house. And so when she's going the house itself, yeah, and when yep. she's going from door to door, like searching that neighborhood, you just kind of get the essence of oh, this. This is kind of like a different place. It looks different from where I live. That's going to that's got to help with you kind of like taking this project in that it's so synonymous with that character. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. At the end of the day, I mean, Ted Levine is an amazing actor. I mean, he gave an amazing performance. I mean, it's. I, I, I wish he would have gotten an, an Oscar for, uh, for for playing Buffalo Bill in his portrayal because it was just so fantastic. And, and, and still, you know, 30 years later, people are still talking about, you know, his performance. They're still taught, they, you know, those are still those lines are still in pop culture. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I mean, like these are iconic lines that have stood the test of time we become part of you know a much bigger lexicon than than just the film and everything like that but the, in terms of the house um yes i mean the james james gum and the character of buffalo bill is intimately tied to it um they shot extensively in both the exterior of the home and the interior um the, the scene with the business cards you were talking about was filmed right in the dining room um where jody first sees uh you know the uh, the death's head moth land on the selling apparatus in the corner that curio and that drawer that he uh pulls those business cards out of are built into the dining room it still stands to this day it's exactly the way it looked on screen um, you know, it's an integral part of, of the dining room. They also shot extensively in the grand foyer where they had that famous scene together, uh, in the first, uh, uh on the porch where they, where they chatted and, and she's kind of grilling him before he invites her in. Um, and then also they shot in the kitchen as well, where he keeps his uh, revolver and you know, ultimately retreats once he's been made into the basement, um, to what I call, you know, the workshop of horrors. And, um, and then they shot in the basement as well. You know, you see, uh, you know, Jodie Foster go down with her pistol drawn, uh, basically in hot pursuit of Buffalo Bill. And, um, there's just so many iconic moments that, uh, were t that took place on this property. And I think it's going to be an amazing opportunity for people and, and fans to come and check out firsthand. You talk about uh, Ted Levine and how you know excellent he is and, and how deserving of, of an award he was. Obviously, Hopkins got the nod. Uh, Foster got the nod. And you clearly know your stuff. You're a movie guy. Um, not a horror movie, but have you seen Manhunter? What's your read on it? Absolutely. Manhunter is a fantastic piece of cinema. I mean, I think unofficially it's, it's kind of a great entry point you know, to the story as well. 
Um, I mean, I think anyone who's not familiar with Manhunter should go definitely check it out. I mean, it certainly sheds a lot of light into, you know, the, the general aura and the mystique and the background of, of ultimately what Buffalo Bill became as a character. Um, you know, there's, there's so many little nuances that, you know, kind of get, you know, tip their hat. And, you know, if you, if you investigate it a little bit further, if you watch them, you know, say back to back, if you, if you hadn't had a viewing before, I think there's definitely cool stuff to pick up on and, uh, for new and old fans alike. No, so I'd watch Brian Cox paint a wall and him what playing Hannibal Lecter. It's weird because like, it's just so synonymous now with Hopkins that when you see somebody else playing that character, um, it, you'd think it wouldn't work, but, but that guy's a genius. So it works. He, he, he's super rad. I, I did an independent movie with him years ago back in oh geez i think it was like 2007 2008 and i i wasn't i didn't work intimately with him but i was on set with him and he's just a real gentleman and, and, and a master of his craft so hey, it's an honor to be in his presence he's the best um so how do i'm looking at the website here and it looks yes. like you guys are getting really close if someone yeah. wants to book the house what what is the next step Yep. So what I can tell you about the booking process is, is that um, it's a private party booking, meaning that only one party books the home at a time. Um, again, we are not a bed and breakfast. So when you stay at Buffalo Bills or you choose to rent Buffalo Bills for, 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 uh, for a weekend or a night, um, it's only you and your party. Um, we're offer we can cater up to um, eight people. That is our uh, occupancy limit. So it's a four bedroom home. Uh, a beautiful Victorian Queen Anne home, a uh, Victorian home. It's built in 1910, um, and we can cater two to a bedroom with a max occupancy of eight. And when, in order to do the booking, um, what you'll have to do is we're making our announcement in the next few weeks. It's We're intimately close to making it. I'm not going to put a date on it uh, today, but uh, I encourage everyone who's intrigued and interested to check back on the website and our social media pages, uh, Instagram and Facebook specifically. Uh, all that announcements, all those announcements will be going out very, very soon. Um, you'll be able to book and have a totally private experience. The, the things we want to drive home is that no one is on the market is offering something like this. Um, it's a totally private experience in the capacity that not only do you get access to the home, but it's you and your party uh, alone, um, and the home is situated on two acres of property. Uh, so we also have uh, a vintage train caboose that could be explored. You're near uh, 500 feet from the Yakagani River, and you can kayak and boat on that. We have a fire pit, picnic area, koi pond, uh, fruit-bearing trees, um, an amazing uh, uh, early century um, garage uh, that used to be the township's uh, general store and post office. Um, really just a vast property to, to chill out and relax on when you're not uh, getting your tuck on in the basement. <laughs> so many tuck photos are going to take place. You're going to have to. There, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you what people ask me. They're like, do you tuck it when you're at the house? Every single time. And that's, Jesus. That's, that's no, no BS. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm sitting there. I go into the basement. I'm doing some work. I'm like, it's time for a quick tuck. Uh, you know, you'll definitely be able to do that. And on the topic of the basement, I thought I would tell you guys, which is super rad and something I'm super proud of, um, with my background in propping and stuff in the film industry, uh, I am recreating uh, the sets from the basement that were actually filmed elsewhere. So everyone uh, wants to know was the well in the basement. Yeah. Um, you know, and unfortunately, that was actually shot on a soundstage um, elsewhere in the Pittsburgh region. But I do have some plans to reinstall a, a uh, like a, uh, a prop representation. Um, for photo ops, for fans to take and enjoy, 
and have that experience with the lotion on the pulley system and the whole thing. So there's a there's a wonderful cold cellar in the basement there, and it's going to make the perfect home for this photo up. Yeah, I'm looking um, at some of the pictures and stuff you got up where you're, you're assembling some of the props and putting it together. It just looks yeah, like that, 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 it's that, looks spectacular. That this week. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the workshop of horrors, and that set is going to be done when we open up. That is an experience that will be provided uh, to, to everyone who starts booking in the next few weeks. I've been working on propping that out. We're doing the mannequins. I have a vintage Singer sewing machine, just like uh, uh, Buffalo Bill had in the movie. Um, all sorts of sewing accoutrement. Uh, uh, you might find Benjamin Raskin's head lying down oh, there Jesus. somewhere. Uh, lot, lots of rad stuff. It's going to be a totally immersive experience. It's going to be like it's it's going to be an amazing photo op. I think fans are really going to dig it. I don't know why a head in fluid is so much worse than just a head i mean finding a head has got to be disgusting but whenever it's in fluid i'm like oh god that's absolutely horrific and it's, yeah yeah the, the, the preservation aspect yeah, yeah sure. it's terrible but uh man it just sounds like so much fun or just you know it's been it, it's everyone's if you're a horror movie person it's your you know it's your favorite movie forever so the, it, what a great opportunity not only like you said oh it's props well yeah it's props but it's the house also and you're standing you know where they film those scenes it's like you know people i, I don't know if people that have been you know around movies understand like a sound stage and just exteriors the 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 the, Chris, the christmas story house is only exteriors like nothing true. happened in that that's, house this that's true i mean that's that's where you got a leg up on that too i mean you could stand in the same spots where those scenes were filmed that's awesome yeah we hope everyone listen but a lot of people are like we get a lot of emails and stuff like that and fans are telling like oh i want to do like i want to recreate the scenes like exactly where they were shot. And I was like, absolutely go for it. Like, like one of the ones specifically is that business card scene. Like you could go into the drawer and I buy, we, I already stocked it with business cards. So <laughs> fans can do it. You could go in there and do, do the whole, you know, the Buffalo bill, you know, uh, you know, toss of the business cards before he retreats into the kitchen. If you like, um, there's so many cool aspects to it. Another thing that I, I want to do, uh, or that I have done rather is that, you know, we've utilized a lot of the wall space, in Buffalo Bills, um, uh, to, to kind of use, utilize it as an art gallery space. So there's silence inspired artwork all over, all over the house. That's awesome. Um, all original artwork. Um, some of the stuff we had sourced and purchased, and then it kind of took on a life of its own. Fans started, um, reaching out to us, uh, who are also artists and submitting their art, um, and their, and their artistic visions to the house. We've received a number of amazing, uh, paintings and drawings and uh, even taxidermy. We've uh, received some uh, real death's head moths that have wow. been uh, uh, preserved and framed by people who are experts in that. So we have, uh, I think we're up to three now. We have three of those positioned around the house and uh, a bunch of, a bunch of unique goodies. I mean, there's really, and, and actually I, I won't disclose it yet, but uh, there are two real props uh, from the film. Uh, that now have a permanent home inside of Buffalo Bills. It's a it's a surprise, but uh, you'll great. be able to actually see two actual props that were were actually utilized for for the production of the filming. Well, it's so cool, man. And like one of the things, Chris, about it is is that I talking to you i'm glad you're a fan man like i it's just it's so much more rewarding than if it was just somebody that's like well i can make a quick buck it's like well no you get it and you get like how important it would be and if as a fan it's like well i'd want to see this here and i, I want to be able to do this and it's it's that's going to be a more rewarding experience i think for like-minded individuals when they want to stay there it's it's not just some money grab it's like it's you it's your wife it's like it's a labor of love on top of everything else that's taking place it's a to it's a total labor of love and 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 and, and thank you for hitting a on that i mean you know the fact remains that this is a small family business it's an idea and you know yes i'm the type of guy who just says you know hey let's
let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks, you know, and I jumped into this head first with a real passion to, to make something unique. And, and being that fan, and uh, I think you guys are talking about, you know, Camp Blood up in Jersey and I've done that tour and it's awesome doing the Friday the 13th tour. You know, I've been going to these, you know, events and, and, and filming locations myself for more years than I can count. So like, I'm kind of utilizing some of those experiences. Like, well, what do I want to see when I go somewhere? What would I enjoy doing? You know? And I feel that because, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about, something that I've loved since I was little, you know, I just want to be able to share and provide that unique experience in a larger platform for such an iconic movie like Silence of the Lambs. It's awesome, man. Um, so the best thing for people to do is it's buffalobillshouse.com. Um, yep. And then there's links to the Facebook and the Instagram and YouTube sure and all that yep. stuff you up there. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram um, at Buffalo Bills House. Uh, we're also on TikTok and Twitter at Buff Bills House um, as well. And uh, we do have a, a free email newsletter. I would encourage people to uh, subscribe to that. You can find the link uh, right on our website. If you sign up to that, it kind of keeps you posted of our booking dates and platforms. Um, you'll also get a $25 off coupon, good for your first stay. And the newsletter subscribers are going to get an exclusive 48-hour jumpstart on bookings before the general public. So we are going to thank them by uh, giving them very first crack at uh, at bookings that will take place in just a few weeks. Sounds great, buddy. Chris Rowan, everybody. BuffaloBillsHouse.com. You're listening to The Chad Duke Show. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks to Dukes. Thanks to all the great guests this week. Again, I will be back in studio on Monday. It's not all about me, though, because the show was phenomenal this week. Big thanks to Dotson for uh, picking up and coming into the studio and helping get some more fresh content out there. Big thanks to Dukes himself uh, for being so flexible and allowing me to go on this vacation and working with me. I know uh, a lot of times he talks about how I call the shots, and this past week it kind of was that. Uh, So it, it is nice. Uh, to have a boss so flexible for you to be able to come down here and get burned to hell on the second day down. Don't worry. Uh, Next week, going to be packed. Going to have, I think... uh, No, I'll leave that with a surprise uh, later on in the week. But it's going to be a fun week of shows. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And as always, if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to the show. It is at chaddukeshow.com. You hit the subscribe button. It's very simple. And a big thank you to our supporters on Facebook as well for being so great. I know we got a couple videos up there for you. We got the Fastest Hour in Radio up there. And we got the Fortress Film Society up there in video form. If you want to do that, go to the Facebook page. Uh, It should be a tab right there that says Supporter Hub. Click that. It's one easy step and you're a supporter. $5 a month. You get all the video content from our bonus shows, Hoot Nannies, whatever. And that is just there for you. All right, friendos, I I do not do the uh, roll out the trash can sign off, so I'll have to think of one for you. Don't get burned second day down at the beach.